The English poet John Donne famously wrote, No man is an island, entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. Perhaps that was the case in 1624 when that was written. But this Men's Health Week, we plan to discuss something concerning. That many men, as they age, are indeed drifting away from their social and familial circles, resulting in high rates of loneliness and very negative impacts on their mental health. The impact of loneliness on health can be as damaging as smoking, obesity and some cancers, and this is verified by increasing research. What can be done? Well, the UK and Japan in recent years have set up ministers for loneliness, such is the perceived seriousness of the problem in those countries. What of Australia? What are the best practical and other ways forward? I'm delighted to be joined by Dr Zach Seidler. He's a clinical psychologist and director of mental health training at Movember. That's a charity, a charity that raises money for uh, men's mental health. Welcome to the program, uh, Dr Seidler. Good morning, Geraldine. Um, what are some of the headline statistics, in your view, uh, that really sum up the extent of this problem? How serious has it become? The interesting thing is that I think it's been an underlying issue that we haven't really paid attention to for a very long time. It's now, I think, in the wake of the COVID pandemic when connections seem to be such an imperative for society and community that we've we've scratched under the surface. And as we all came out of those horrific lockdowns, things started to actually not return to, to what we perceived normal to be. And so we're at a point now, I think, where we're seeing the extent of this issue, which is that almost half of men in Australia are saying that they are lonely, are describing a sense of, of internal isolation. And um, it's about the quality of relationships. And I think I, I just want to start with that, that loneliness doesn't imply that uh, someone doesn't necessarily have any friends, but rather that they don't feel connected with those very friends. And as a result of that, as you suggested at the start, there are physical and mental uh, health ramifications, and, and they extend all the way to what is, you know, the seriously concerning statistic, which is that we lose seven men a day, every day on average, uh, to suicide in this country. And it is Really, when you, you come down to it, it's feelings of disconnection, isolation and a lack of belonging, which should never be underestimated uh, when we're talking about men's health and well-being. And I'm sure we'll, we'll dig into why this might be happening for guys. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, there's a, a group called Healthy Male uh, that has actually looked at this quite closely and they find one in four men aged 35 to 49 especially have a high level of loneliness with a rate almost twice as high as men aged 50 to 64, three times higher than men 65 and over. Um, in fact, high levels of loneliness are least common for men aged 65 years and over. Now, maybe we can just dwell on that for a while. Why might that be the case then? What, what can we discern from that? Mm, I love that these statistics continue to challenge conventional wisdom. And that's something that we struggle with uh, in the men's health sector, trying to make clear that some of these stereotypes around men and their, their health are actually not held out in the, in the data. So we've been saying in November for a very long time that there is a young male loneliness epidemic going on. You know, there was a very big push in the early 2000s towards things like men's sheds, 
because we realized that older guys were not connecting in ways that we really wanted them to. And so there was a this this idea within society that we're going to create places and spaces for them to reach out and connect. Now, what those statistics that you're pointing to there really show that um, as young men leave school and as they move and mature into young adulthood and adulthood, what we see is that young men lose the priority of social connection and friendship. And so while women maintain their friendships over time, what we see is a a sharp drop-off once men leave high school, once they leave university, once they get into the workplace, once they become fathers. These are all social stresses. And for some reason, men are socialized to start to pay attention to other things. And so they lose track of their friendships and they deprioritize them. And that really does have pretty serious ramifications. Yes, I was at a a seminar the other night and a young man, a very bright young man, claimed that it, it was the first thing he said on the panel when he was asked his views. His, his very straight answer, not prompted by me, young men are, lo- young men are lonely. Um, so that's before they even really take on all of these sorts of um, responsibilities, I suppose, that you're alluding to there that might actually draw them away. So, you know, there's something there that hasn't been identified as well before, mm-hmm. I don't think. It's it's the nature of the of, of the connection that we're seeking. So we're not to reinforce the binary, but but young women grow up with emotional communication, with vulnerability being at the core of their friendships. You know, they they learn to to talk about things in a in a certain way, and we often say at Movember that we want to create shoulder to shoulder activities amongst guys. But there are limitations. Sorry, to that just as well. just develop that because that's interesting. It's a bit different to the way women think. Definitely. So shoulder-to-shoulder activities, for instance, the, the best example is uh, when I go for a car drive with, with one of my mates, we're sitting there and we can always have some of the most intense conversations uh, rather than face-to-face because we're, we're both looking forward. You get rid of some of the awkwardness and discomfort. And that's what mothers often tell me, that that's when they get the most out of their sons when they're driving on the way to football practice. Isn't that that's interesting? Now, look, I'm delighted we're we're also able to welcome Simon Van Solden, who is the CEO of Healthy Male, from which I quoted earlier, and uh, that is an organisation f- focused on men's health that prov- that has done a lot of this research. Welcome to the program, Simon. Hi, Geraldine, and guys, Zach. Um, look, we're we're discussing what might be surprising, I suppose, to, to listeners and what they're hearing. Now, in, in the work you're doing, what are you finding that um, has to challenge some of your received wisdom? Um, well, I suppose the thing that actually surprised us was, uh, and I don't know how much of this you touched on, but this, we did a survey um, last year looking at health-seeking behaviours of men. And we put a tried and true um, loneliness measure in the, in the study um, and we weren't expecting the results we got when it came back and told us that uh, 43% of men were saying that they were lonely uh, and of those we had 16% or about one in six saying they were very lonely um, and so we sort of dug through the results a bit more and uh, some of the age cohorts in there were one things that actually surprised us again because the urban mythology tells us that it's older blokes that are lonely. Mm. When in fact, what the results told us was that it was men aged 35 to 49 that had the highest levels of loneliness. And they were nearly three times higher than men aged over 65. 
Yes, so, I, I mentioned that earlier and um, Zach was saying that is something that uh, it, they've been trying to sort of evangelise about and it takes a while because there's also terrible suicide rates in very older men who feel completely, well, from what one reads, as if they're no, they're no use to anybody, which is tragic. Yeah. Um, but this is, a different, this is a different phenomenon that we're describing now. Yeah, the um, US Surgeon General came out with a major report about eight weeks ago um, and it was really focusing on what he was classifying as the next epidemic, um, which is loneliness. And he was pointing his finger very firmly at social media. Uh, so um, there's, the, the challenge is there's not probably enough research yet to tell us uh, what all of, the, all of the indicators are. Um, we do know things like in the ages of 35 to 49, that's where um, separations and divorce happen. It's where work pressures happen. It's where there's a range of life occurrences that, that really hit hard in that sort of age group. And so um, we think it's those things, but a lot of the data is not there yet. Right. And Zach, the business of um, men making new friends, I mean, this is a challenge for women too, but for a range of reasons, often, you know, having, um, going to groups, mothers' groups after babies are born, there's a whole new friendship groups are created. From what I read, that's harder for men. It, it is definitely, and there's a lot of socialised barriers that guys are, are holding on to for dear life. And and what I always suggest, whether it's clinically or, or through my research, is is to say you are underestimating the power of friendship to, to literally save your life in many circumstances. Mm-hmm. We talk about going and seeing a GP or a psychologist, but mates are the ones who are who are there. They are always there, and they are the ones who are going to be able to pull you up. And so, what we try to do is break down those barriers and that discomfort and that shame, and realize, in fact, um, that there is something within you that is seeking that connection. And so, let's go and find it. And so, there are lots of men's groups that continue to pop up where guys who feel isolated can go and reach out and connect with one another. But reliably, we see those guys being in the older age brackets and instead the younger men are congregating online in the in the darkness in in many instances and so while we don't want to uh, suggest that things like online spaces aren't sufficient uh, we just need some you know some adjunct face-to-face stuff to, to really bring them out what about volunteering I mean, where you, you're doing something um, and you might have that shoulder-to-shoulder impact, but it could develop into something more. But even if it stayed more casual, by the sound of Uzac, that doesn't matter. No, not, not at all. It is about being around people, being able to share what is going on and, and feeling comfortable to do so. And so volunteering, you know, you, you were just speaking about Ukraine before, um, you know, we often talk about masculinity in a pretty negative sense, but what we're seeing in Ukraine is this bonding of men around the, the ideas of, of freedom, of looking after others, of standing up for, for peace and justice. And it is those masculine traits we can bring together within a volunteering context or or you know other community-based sport groups, whatever it might be, to try to give you a shared sense of purpose. And that's what I think young men are lacking at the moment. A higher purpose. This is what this young man said, that, that, that there needed a sense of higher purpose, however you define that. I mean, do you agree, Simon? Let's spend the last four minutes that we've got together to look at remedies. How, yeah. What's the best way to, to look forward usefully? Look, um, I mean, everything Zach said is spot on. It's um, There was actually some research came out recently which showed that 
um, adolescent boys that weren't engaged in sporting activities were lonelier than those that um, were. So we see that quite a lot through um, even sort of adolescent teens that loneliness occurs if they're not actually making some contact with with their peers. So there's some great things to do. There's some, there's, and sometimes people are just anxious in terms of making that connection, and that's where I'd say they need Shy to go. Shy almost. Yeah, it, it creates quite, anxi- quite a lot of anxiety if you have been out of the game, so to speak, for a while. And that's where we'd always say, go and talk to someone like Zach to get some tips and tricks. Um, about how to actually re-engage. But don't forget the little things. Small talk is great. Small talk leads to bigger things. Volunteerism is fabulous. A mate of mine runs a local soccer club and he just keeps saying, look, get people to volunteer. He said within two to three weeks, they don't need to know anything about soccer. He said they're just standing on the barbie talking to the guy next to them. Um, And it's a great way to engage. The thing we did see was that in the country, for once... The results of this survey weren't worse than they were in the city. Um, and we think, we don't know, we think it's because a lot of the social constructs are actually or already exist in the country. So you've got your local footy club, you've got things happen within a town that actually are easy to connect into, whereas in the city you can live next door to someone and never see them. If you actually want to make connection, you've got to seek something out. Um, and so there are plenty of things. So, so men's shed actually has the, for the older blokes, has the, the, the byline of shoulder to shoulder, like Zach was talking about before, um, because they know that is the way that men want to, want to engage. Right. Uh, and what do you see, if, uh, final sort of words, Zach, um, particularly this question, I suppose, not, not seeking to make the best be enemy of the good by the sound of it, you know, that uh, just get involved <laughs> in some form is obviously therapeutic at a range of levels. There is no perfect when it comes to to friendship. And I think that what we should actually be understanding is that it's not about quantity. It's definitely about quality. So many guys often just say that as long as they've got someone that they can call up during the week and, and lean on. And don't do that thing where we're assuming that everyone's doing just fine and I don't need to pick up the phone. I really urge the male listeners and, and the women uh, listening as well to to take this message to the men in their lives, to suggest to them that, that this should be a priority. It needs to be something that you bring into your day-to-day life and you should never think that it's an afterthought because uh, we're social beings. That is literally what we are put on this earth to do is to connect with one another and we need to make sure that that is front and centre in our day-to-day functioning. Okay. Look, thank you very much indeed. Um, Good luck to you both. I hope you keep working at this. Thank you very much, Geraldine. Zach Seidler, a clinical psychologist, director of uh, Movember. Uh, So watch out for that. And Simon Van Selden is the CEO of Healthy Male, looking at latest research on men's health. And thank you for your very interesting texts that are coming through on this as well. Well, up next, a country that's now completely gone, the GDR, the former East Germany, and its history that still plays out in political values and understanding today. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.